Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Matt. I'm Evan. And on today's show, uh, we're going to decide if we uh, are ultimately more depressed by another one point loss or cautiously or maybe even foolishly optimistic about the future. Yeah. Tech did tech did drop the game against Rice uh, by one point in overtime. But the events that led us there were pretty incredible. Yeah. Kind of a kind of a very weird game, and we'll get into it a little bit here. I wanted to say before we jump into uh, American football, though, tech soccer. So yeah, football, if you will, uh, on a four game winning streak here after beating UAB on Sunday. So shout out to the texters. Um, By the way, UAB had not lost. Yeah, they were six zero and two in conference play. Yeah, yeah. only given up two goals in CUSA games. Eight games they had given up two goals. Absurd. Yeah, Tech wins two to one behind sophomore forward Lauren. Ah, damn it. I learned how to pronounce this today on Twitter. Ebolano. Lauren Ebolano uh, scores her first two goals of the season in the 2 1 win. And Lauren Ebolano was also named to the College Soccer News National Team of the Week, which is the first uh, Tech player to ever get this honor. So that's pretty cool. I know we haven't talked about Tech soccer this year, but they are now in third place with one more game in the f- in the regular season. Um, this Saturday night against North Texas, uh, who is currently in fourth. So that one could be a pretty big game going into the Conference USA play, uh, the tournament play next week. Um, yeah, shout out Texters. We'll be, uh, we'll be following up on this next week, I think. Uh, doing really well. Yeah. Speaking of one-point games. Um, oh, yes, as, yes. As that, this it one did was, not go in our favor. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do our recap. I, it's going to be a lot longer than 90 seconds, I think. The 45-minute recap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the game starts out and Tech forces a quick three and out, or do they, as Rice fakes a punt and picks up a first down. Uh, Ten plays and 30 yards later, though, Tech gets off the field on a real fourth down attempt by the Owl offense. The uh, Tech offense then responds with a four-play 64-yard drive, most of which came on a 49-yard run. Is that right? By Marquise Crosby? Um, For sure. A real three and out, a real three and out for Tech's defense was then followed by a field goal, goal by Tech, and it's ten nothing early. The Owls then fumbled their very first play of the next drive, and it seemed like mm-hmm. things might get out of hand quickly until Parker Truckstick McNeil decided not to slide on a three yard scamper up the middle and re-injured his throwing shoulder. So Matthew Downing enters the game, has a couple of passes that are okay, and then underthrows the ball and throws an interception in the end zone. The teams then trade punts. Then another owl fumble leads to another tech punt. Rice finally decides to get on the board with a long touchdown pass to Luke McCaffrey and it's 10-7 dogs. Uh, tech drives to end the half, but then Buck Buchanan, uh, I don't know how to describe what he did, but he misses the field goal. The second Pretty half easy. starts with a three and out. Rice fumbles the punt return, leading directly to a tech touchdown from downing to Nate Jones. Uh, Nate Jones's first catch i believe as a bulldog goes for a touchdown uh at least his first touchdown um so the score goes from 10-7 tech to 24-21 tech in a matter of about seven minutes of game time a tech field goal on the next drive makes the one point loss seem possible uh but a rice illegal block on fourth and one forces the owls to punt on their next drive tech does not take advantage and goes three and out yet again leading me to tweet this is a big series for the defense Seconds before Rice's quarterback goes 64 yards untouched to the house and gives them their first lead of the game, 28 to 27. Uh, Tech goes three 
yet again. I think that's the third time in a row. And Rice adds another touchdown, 35 to 27. And having not done much for what feels like an hour of real time, it didn't really feel great in the stands. But then Tech started driving a little bit as the clock's winding down to three minutes, then two minutes. Tech's dinking and dunking for six or seven yards each play and finds themselves finally third and seven at the Rice 34. 48 seconds left in the game. Matthew Downing drops back, steps up in the pocket, and delivers probably his best pass as a bulldog, hitting Cyrus Allen right in the hands, wide open in the end zone. Perfect window. Cyrus Allen drops the football. While Matthew Downing is getting murdered on a illegal low hit, uh, roughing the passer is called, but unfortunately, Downing's hurt, and it looked pretty bad. We'll talk about that later, I think. But uh, on comes Landry Liddy. 37 seconds left in the game, down eight with 19 yards to go. He immediately throws a dime. First play, throws a dime to Cyrus Allen, who on review gets his foot down inbounds, and it is a touchdown. First meaningful pass of Liddy's career, touchdown to Cyrus Allen. Then Liddy throws another dime on the two-point conversion to Trey Harris, who makes a one-handed grab, falling to the ground. The defender draped all over him. And it is a tie football game. A quick three and out for Rice, and somehow Liddy gets the ball with 18 seconds left in the game. Tech needs to pick up probably about 30 yards. Uh, ends up picking up zero yards, but in the process, Liddy hits Trey Harris in the hands for what probably would have been a walk-off touchdown um, had he brought it in. But alas, to overtime we go. And Tech's defense, which did not look good in the second half of this game to say the least, Quickly allows a touchdown in three plays. Then Tech, Marquise Crosby runs two yards to the Rice 23. Landry Liddy scrambles for five yards and slides, thank God. Yes. <laughs> and then fourth and three from the Rice 18, Landry Liddy throws yet another beautiful fade pass to Trey Harris for the touchdown. Just incredible throw right in the window where it had to be. Only his receiver could catch it. Tech ultimately decides to go for two does not get it, and we'll talk more about that, I think, but Tech falls 42-41 on the failed two-point conversion in overtime. Matt. Yeah. Give me your give me your off-the-cuff response to all that. Well, um, uh, probably would have won the game if Parker hadn't gotten himself hurt. No doubt. Wouldn't have been wouldn't yeah. have been in a lot of the positions we were in. Downing, he's just not the guy. Obviously, no, no one here is. I mean, I was a volunteer coach for a volunteer baseball team when I was in grad school, uh, but I've never coached the game of football uh, at any level. Makes me wonder. Make, I scratch my head on some of Cumbie's decisions. So, more broadly speaking, I don't know how Downing was ever considered to be a clear cut favorite for the quarterback job. And now, after what I saw Liddy do, I really don't understand it. We were talking in our group chat earlier, uh, listeners, about how. Liddy uh, is expected to take some first-team reps this week, along with Parker and Jack Turner. And my opinion is is that he should uh, not start because I don't want his redshirt burnt. But we'll get kind of touch on that later. But Downing is just not that dude. And if Parker plays, we win. If Liddy would have come in instead of Downing, I think we would have won. Uh, and we'll get to the meat and potatoes of Liddy here in a second. But off the cuff, it just sucks because. The quarterback that came in to relieve Parker Downing wasn't up to par, and we lost. Defensively, it was horrible. Folks, it was 10-7 at the half. 
the game. It was ten seven at the half. My buddy uh, Elijah was over watching the game with me, and he had a uh, he had a. I don't really understand how betting works. He had some parlay or whatever he kept going on about that. Oh, I've got to get uh, I, the, the team's got to combine for fifty seven points, and I'll make fifty bucks. And it was ten seven at the half, and he was depressed. He was like, "Man, this sucks." And then it was like, "Well, uh, hold yeah. on there." <laughs> Well, a little That'd bit of be... a scoring explosion there in the third quarter, for Indeed. sure. Indeed, but I was very frustrated, at, not just by Downing. I was really frustrated with the defense because those are the guys that play week in, week out. I just well, suck. just sucked. And I know we have injuries, and yeah, I mean the defense. Uh, it, but to fall off a cliff, they fell off yeah. a cliff. Yeah, the, the defense is missing five starters in this game, including guys who actually looked pretty good in the UNT loss. Uh, So guys like Jaden Cole, BJ Williamson, who were making all the tackles from the secondary, which is not what you want when a team's running the football against you. Uh, Those guys were missing in this game. I I was so, you know, the way we normally structure this, right, is like what's good, what's bad. I mean, I think clearly when you give up the stats that we did, this is a bad defensive performance. It's almost 500 yards to Rice. 279 on the ground. That's bad. We're still going to be the worst run defense in the country with those numbers. Uh, I thought in the first half, this this defensive performance was very good, actually. Agreed. agreed. And then, I mean, I don't really know what changed at halftime. Is it Rice making big adjustments or, you know, just the 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 time of possession getting up there for Rice and our defense getting gassed without a lot of, you know, without a lot of guys to fill in you know, to rotate in and out. I'm not really sure. That's, I guess, a question for the coaching staff, but Rice goes on, you know, they score four touchdowns in their first, uh, three touchdowns in their first four drives of the second half. You know, it really felt like Tech should have been in a position to be up something like 21 or 24 to nothing, honestly, in the first half and just didn't take advantage of some of the mistakes Rice made in this game, Uh, especially in that first half. Didn't, you know, when Downing came in, the offense pretty much immediately sputtered. Whereas with McNeil at the helm, it was operating very efficiently. So, uh, you know, I thought what's bad about this game is that the offense couldn't cope with McNeil being on the sideline. And, you know, I'm looking at the the play chart here with Downing at the helm. It's a three play drive, a four play drive, 10 for 58. That's the missed field goal, a three play drive, a four play drive, a six play drive. You know, there's really not a lot of, just methodically moving the football down the field. And that adds up both on your offense, not scoring points, but also on your defense, having to come back out after, you know, there's four, three and outs here and two, four play drives as well. So, I mean, that stuff all adds up on in all phases of the game. And, you know, yeah, I I think the, the defense was bad, certainly in the second half, um, especially given up like the one play 64 yard drive when it was, um, critical to tackle that guy on that play. <laughs> well, that's been a problem all season mm-hmm. tackling. It's, it's very, 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 very frustrating. And some people have said that I have made comments that we're, we must not be coaching it. And I refuse to believe that our coaching is not instilling in our guys how to tackle. So I'm kind of at a loss for why we struggle so badly to tackle, but yeah. I'm getting tired of bringing it up every single week. And I'm really getting tired of seeing our guys perform so poorly when it comes to what I think would be routine tackles for uh, football players to make. 
So that that part really sucks, and it plays a big part in the reason why we uh, give up so many rushing yards. I think we gave up almost 300 yep. thrice, and yep. th- that sucks, man. Still, what, dead last in ru- rush defense in the whole country? Yeah, I haven't verified that, but giving up almost 300 yards after we were already in last has to, yep. has to mean yeah, we're at least <laughs> towards the bottom. Um, yeah, ben, ben from Bleed Tech Blue here says the offense had th- – had two drives that went for over 33 yards after McNeil went down. So yeah, that's, that's not helping that's, your bad defense at all. When you can't no. get any sustained drives going. No, and um, then you're, ga- you're, you're gassed. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you're absolutely gassed. And looking at the, uh, the numbers here, uh, Downing did have two touchdowns. He had a pick, he completed half of his passes, but that it, it's not good enough. It's not good enough because if you can't sustain a long drive and your defense is sucking wind, you're going to get out there and you already have a skeleton crew mostly. So yeah, you're going to struggle. I'm not. Yeah. And you know, I, I thought Matthew Downing like looked okay at times, probably the best we've seen him this season in, in the times he's played Um, in this game. Like he, he did hit a couple throws and that first interception he threw, I, he wasn't settled in yet clearly, but I thought in the third quarter tech had those back-to-back touchdown drives. He looked pretty decent. And like I like I said in the recap, I mean, his throw to Cyrus Allen is an absolute touchdown. Like Cyrus Allen has to catch right. that ball. He knows he has so to really, catch that ball. So really, he would have finished with three touchdowns and a pick. And yeah. it's hard to it's hard to be too upset about that. But I mean, and and it, let's be clear. I mean, like we don't want him to be hurt. Obviously, like if no, really, like no. that injury looks bad. Coach Cumbie's already said he's out for the season, so we we hope for the best for him and hope he can make a full recovery and you know be back um, with the team in the spring and all this stuff. And I thought but, this was his last year. No, he he's got one year left. It's McNeil's uh, red shirt. Oh, this is year. Mc, this is McNeil's send off tour. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, Downing. Yeah, I mean, what the hell? Uh, no, no one here wants to see anybody hurt. Anybody. Yeah, yeah and it, it it was a you know like it I said, bad. I mean. Great, great throw, especially with the pressure. I think he has it. I, I think he can have it. It's just like you said, he he's not he's not the guy at this point in time. And I think you're right. Like see, seeing what Liddy came off the bench and did. I mean, regardless of who he's replacing. So let's 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 get to that. Let's yeah, open what, up this Pandora. Let's, let's talk about what was good. <laughs> yeah, let's open up this Pandora's box here. That I think uh, all. Well, Nathan's not here. He's busy. The t- The big talk here, and that what I'm sure most of you have been waiting for us to get get to while I painfully slow roll this, is uh, the the <laughs> absolutely ridiculous off-the-bench effort by third-string quarterback, true freshman Landry Liddy uh, from Shreveport, Louisiana. Shouts out my hometown. Well, my hometown's Bossier. But I was born in Shreveport, so shout out Shreveport, Bossier. It was not uh, – it was inc- – it was fucking incredible, guys. Yeah, it was. What, fuck, it was fucking incredible. Um, what Matt is getting to here is that it was fucking incredible. Um, it was. It was. And Evan was there <laughs> in person. Yeah. Uh, so I'll let him uh, take it over here in a second. I just I saw it on television, so I feel like I had a pretty like a better look at it. I don't know where you were in the stadium. Um, Fifty yard line of the uh, student side. Gotcha. So you couldn't see what I could see very well at the end. Yeah. Um, I couldn't uh, tell, but, I couldn't tell that his foot was in bounds live. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. He showed well, it on, the, on the jumbotron. I'm sure you could hear the crowd's reaction on yes, TV. I, I certainly could, but I mean, as soon as I saw it, I knew. And yeah, I, 
that was his first throw. That was his first throw. He, he has two completed um, passes in the in garbage time against SFA. But so this is the first time he you know, we're up by 30 points or whatever in that game when he comes in. Right. Uh, this is the so first he's just, time he's coming in. You gotta make this throw now. The game I You're mean you have 30 seconds left, so you could miss one of the throws, but you have to make a throw. And this yeah. this kid, and I say kid, he's 18 years old. Yes. I'm pretty sure yes. he might be 19, but he's 18 years old. He comes off the bench cold, and the only thing colder than him at that moment was the fucking ice in this kid's veins, dude. Yeah, like absolutely. that throw. And that catch by true freshman Cyrus Allen, by the way, who just dropped one right off his freaking hands. To make that catch and get the foot in bounds, I mean, my and, uh, God, if that's the future, like, sign yeah. me the fuck up for the future. Yeah. So, so to back up a little, his birthday is November 13, 2003, which makes me want to throw up for how old I am. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my uh, God, no. So, 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 he, <laughs> so he, he is uh, 18 years old. Wow. And we'll be turning 19 shortly, and uh, we'll we'll try our best to remember that, uh, Landry. I, I just these, love... Uh, Chris Mikoski's call on that on that touchdown. He saw the replay one time and immediately said, "That foot's down. It's a touchdown." So yeah, shout out to our guy it. Chris Mikoski. So I, I want to back up to talk about. So first of all, I got to shout out uh, my wife, who is now zero and five at Tech Games. So it might be her fault, you guys. Why are um, you shouting her out? Uh, so in in the third quarter, she turned to me and was like, "So who's the third string quarterback?" <laughs> and I said. <laughs> I Sonny said, Gumby. oh, he's a he's a uh, he's this true freshman Landry Liddy is supposed to be really good. And Catherine goes, then why isn't he playing? And I said, <laughs> oh, well, you know, Catherine out here asking the expert questions. Right. And and so I'm like, well, you know, he's a true freshman and he probably doesn't know the playbook as well. Yada, yada. Then he comes off the bench and makes that throw. <laughs> and Catherine is immediately like. That looked a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Um, even before we knew that it was a completed throw, like she's like that right. throw looked phenomenal, right? Landry so, Liddy threw, uh, made had three completions. Two of the three were touchdowns. Yeah. So, um, and another of his incompletions should have been yes. a walk off game winner. Um, yeah, should have been. But let me, and I know we keep saying let's circle back, let's circle back. But there's so much to excitedly unpack here. On TV, Landry came. Liddy comes off off the bench on the field. I had no expectations. I was just hoping that he oh. could somehow will us to the excitement get in, the end zone. in the crowd. The crowd that was still there, which was not a lot of people, but the crowd that was yeah. still there was palpable. I mean, there was a buzz after, in the state. After, like as he's coming on the field, we're all like, "Oh, I see." Ooh, you know, like it's like here, here it is. Like not that well, we had they, all heard we our listeners know and tech fan base knows how big of a deal it was when 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 Landry committed to tech and then signed his LOI mm-hmm. because there was a little late interest from let, let's face it bigger programs programs that are on the rise SMU Boise State there's a little skepticism on whether or not he would at least on my end of whether or not he'd actually truly sign his letter and come to tech so and Cumby, I think, played a big role in him keeping his commitment. Probably told the kid, hey, this is going to be your team one day. If you watch the kid's highlight tape, it's fucking ridiculous. I know he went to Calvary Baptist, which, speaking as someone who grew up in that area, is a powerhouse. And they, But when you watch his highlight tape, and when you see what he did against Rice, because I have, there are some naysayers that say, despite what he did, he did it against lowly Rice, 
well, sure, A, they I beat mean, us, so what does I that say about us? Who, and two, it doesn't matter who it is. Those throws, you have to make those throws. Yeah. Those win- It doesn't matter who it's against. Those windows are windows and, and that you in have that, to make. In that high pre- – I mean – if he doesn't make those, th- I don't care if we're playing freaking Clearwood Junior High. Like, if you don't make those throws, <laughs> we're going to lose the game, right? We're down eight that, points. Exactly. So I, so the pressure's on, and, and you're eighteen years also, old, and your first meaningful right. snap, and you make that throw to Cyrus Allen. I mean, so there was concern he was never even going to come to Tech. That was quashed. He comes in, plays spring ball. I none of us thought that he was going to win the starting job. Downing kind of. Doesn't start off well against Mizzou. Ultimately, McNeil gets thrust into the role. McNeil doesn't perform so well after the bye week or before the bye week. We're all talking about Liddy needing to get in there and get some reps. Never happens. McNeil comes back a changed man, plays much better. He will be the starter for the rest of the season if his shoulder is okay. Uh, but to Liddy, no one had really seen. We'd seen him very limited against SFA in non-meaningful minutes where he wasn't really asked to sling the football too much. So on TV, I see him come off the bench. I'm like, okay, let's see what he can do. Maybe he can get us close enough to where we can throw one up and get it. Uh, make a higher percentage throw to get the touchdown, I mean. Instead, he takes his first snap. He throws it. And that was that was double covered, by the way, on Cyrus Allen. And it's the equivalent of throwing an apple and hitting it into a bucket no bigger than, uh, I don't know, uh, a foot a foot long and a foot wide. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like just drops it right into the bucket. That's probably not a good analogy. Let's go six inches uh, tall, six inches wide. Just drops, just drops it right in the bucket. And Cyrus, to his credit, even though he blew a wide open pass from Downing, uh, made a terrific catch. I don't feel like we've given enough credit to Cyrus for oh yeah making a great yeah, he, making a great he catch. He the ball, got the foot in bounds, like beautiful, yep. beautiful catch yeah. too. It was a perfect, perfect pass, perfect catch. And I wasn't at the same, so I didn't hear the reaction. I was freaking out in my living room watching what I just thought was the best, the best uh, pass I've seen a Tech quarterback make in a very long time. I'd lost my mind. I was so excited, and then it's what. So yeah. Then I'm, then I was saying in our group chat, oh, we got to go for two. He's not going to be able to pull this off. And you go for two and don't throw what I consider to be a high percentage throw, but instead throw a fade to Traeris, who has had some bad drops this season. But once again, not only is the ball right on the money, Traeris decides to just <laughs> one-hand it as he's falling to the ground. Well, he's getting interfered with, too. Yeah, yes. With and DPI, they call interference too. So yes, so with DPI, now we're going to overtime. Uh, it, it was just, it was incredible. So we're supposed to talk about the good. Yeah. So Landry Liddy, obviously, some has very, got us excited. Yeah, uh, very much needed juice in this game specifically. I mean, the crowd loved it. Um, it's got the fans buzzing. You know, wondering if he'll start Friday. We'll talk about that on on the next episode, the preview of FIU's Friday night game, and maybe debate whether or not that's a good idea or, or whatnot. We'll do that on our next episode, so don't worry. But what else was good in this game, Matt? Anything? I thought that the rushing game uh, was better than it has been. I think that we I just had it up in front of me. We finished with 144 rushing yards. Tech really hasn't had, at least against FBS opponent, a very good rushing performance all season. So I was encouraged by the rush uh, by. The amount of rush yards we got out of the game, 27 of those yards were from Matthew Downing, who got on my nerves a little bit with his tendency to just give up 
looking downfield very quickly and instead run, run the ball. And that, that kind of peeved me a little bit. He's got 27 of these rushing yards, but that was a, that's a good improvement. Need to see that more from the backs though, because if you take off Downing's run and if you, uh, add up the rushing yards after Crosby's long rush of 49. It's really not that impressive. So you need to see a lot more consistency in the rush in in the rushing attack. Everyone loves the passing. It's fun. It's exciting, but you need a balanced football team to win football games. And there's a reason text two and five and the pitiful rushing offense has a role that it plays in that. So I saw improvement though, and better than what we did against, uh, uh, some other school earlier this year, cough, cough, Mizzou. Right. So that part, <laughs> Mizzou, that, Clemson, that, South Alabama. I mean, yeah, I, I have a couple of good things to point out here too. Um, one I want to mention is, you know, the turnovers that were such a problem before the bye week continue to not be a problem. We had the one pick from Downing uh, right after he comes in the game. But other than that, Tech plays a clean game. No fumbles, no interceptions outside of that one. Uh, wins the turnover battle, but, you know, ultimately wasn't able to to take advantage of that. And then, you know, and I guess this could be something that's surprising as well. So I'll kind of couple these together and then let you weigh in on uh, something uh-huh. surprising. But the marketing before the game, like the <laughs> fact that we did the light blue jerseys, which we haven't even mentioned yet on this show, but they looked no, so fucking good. Which should be a testament to just that, how absolutely buzzed everyone is about uh, Landry yeah. coming off the off the bench and doing what he did. For the sure. fact that we just didn't even mention the jerseys, which oh, by yeah. the way were were that that color, that Columbia blue jersey, that has been a a want yeah. by so many people, especially in GTPDD. Yeah. We've seen like mock ups of it over the years. We've Hell, we've done talked about it a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've I remember we had like an April Fool's post about it at one point. So. That was incredible. I I would have liked it if it was Color Rush and Columbia Blue jersey, Columbia Blue pants, but beggars can't be choosers. And I love I, I love the way it looked. But you're talking about the marketing. Yeah, it was really awesome. So, it felt I mean, kind of like it was that, like upper league shit. Yeah, that the videos like the fact and <laughs> they put out like a behind the scenes video today of how they made that. Um, that like midnight in Rustin unveiling video. And they had, they had uh Trey Harris and BJ Williamson, like wear blankets over, I guess, like as cars went past. So they wouldn't see, which I've just find hilarious. Like Rustin's a small town. The word's going to get out, I guess, but the tweets leading up to it, I saw we were named like the number five Jersey of the week by uni swag or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. That that was cool to see. I guess I I would have liked to see it a little higher up there, Uni Swag. But I don't. I didn't know who you were before this. So, um, also uh, being in the stadium, I really like the new ribbon board on the deck. Um, I obviously missed the UTEP game where it was debuted, but you know it's really cool, and I love that they're not just using it for ads. Like it was maybe fifty percent ads, but then fifty percent like showing stuff like Tex Bowl wins from all time. So it's it says like eight eight-time bowl champions and it lists out all the games and the scores and then like tech uh, pro football hall of famers and it lists them out in like the years they played at tech and stuff like that like just using that like to build like pride in our program and and tradition and like you know the jumbotron in my time at tech was not really used for that it was just used to like blare ads and stuff and I, i think using this to also help like you know the fans and the students in the crowd um you know, be aware 
of text tradition and text history is is a good thing. Um, which brings me to something I forgot that was bad, which was um, it was the homecoming game and two thirds of the student section left at halftime, which is to be yeah, expected, but still bad. Course. And then, you know, I mentioned this on Twitter in response to somebody else, but, you know, I knew that the students were going to leave because it was homecoming, but also because none of the student section really seemed to know like what our traditions are, like the kickoffs you know waving your bulldog around in the air and saying uh you know sick dogs right like nobody was doing that really except for like the uber dedicated students at the front that didn't leave and then nobody was doing like the first down chant and it was just like nobody really even was trying to uh, the first time okay sure you didn't know but like you know look around and take part in the traditions and like that's what makes going to games fun to me and so i i don't know it was just disappointing but that any, part sucks. Anything else good or surprising, Matt? So we can end on a on a positive note here before getting the player of the game. Uh, well, a couple of things surprised me. Obviously, Lily coming off the bench doing what he did is the yeah. most surprising. But right. I was really disappointed that uh, John uh, Jonathan Barnes, right? Jacob. Hey, fuck, Jonathan, come back. We need you. Uh, Jacob Barnes not kicking field goals, especially when they're not that far. You know, far. I, I was a little surprised by that because Buck did have a missed field goal. And if he makes that, maybe things are different regardless yeah. of Downing being in the game. Uh, cause yeah, then we're playing for, because that. then we're right. Cause then we're playing for the go ahead touchdown at the end, maybe not a right. tie. Yeah. We're down, we're down five instead of, instead right. of, uh, eight. But, and then we're talking about how Landry Liddy walked it off and how I splooged in my living oh, room, but we're not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so on that note though, that's a coaching decision, obviously. Like it feels like, Jacob Barnes has hit a 47 yard field goal. And I believe that's the distance of the, the one that Buck Buchanan just, I mean, just aimed wrong, I guess is the best way to describe that. It it went like I mean, 20 yards and it went like basically towards the stands instead of towards the uprights. It, it struck quite that a, bad, but it was struck a child. <laughs> but, you know, on that note, we haven't talked about the decision to go for two in overtime, right? It's we're down one. Yeah. That, that um, was surprising, and no complaints here. On B, at this point, we're, we're two and four. More than likely, giving the fact that UTSA, I mean, we're going to lose to UTSA. There's still Western Kentucky and UAB. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, we we need to get some wins here, and we need to get them fast. Right. So I love the call to go for it. I was surprised, but I loved it. Yeah. Well, and I think this early in Cumbie's tenure, it's still surprising that we have a coach who's like aggressive and not conservative to a fault, and we, you know? And we, yes. And we love that. Don't love the call. Thought the call yeah. was horrible because yeah. you've gone, you've gone to the well a few too many times on this fade route and Liddy, as great as he was to get us to that point, just, you know, RP stewarded it yeah. and threw it right out of the back of the end zone. And, that's not an easy throw to make, which proves all the more impressive at the fact that he did it so well the other times. But yeah, it it was a it was it wasn't a good call. Of course, if it works, you say it was a great call. But yeah, I don't. And, I, but maybe even not. Maybe even if it does work, you don't like it because it's it's just too risky. It, it you're hoping that if it's not completed, that you're you're looking around for a flag for DPI, but. I don't like it. So uh, thro- there's a couple things. Yeah. Roll them out, roll them out to the right, do something. Yeah. 
there's a couple things uh, that Sonny Cumbie said on the coaches show uh, last night as we record um, about the decision. So he said, and and this is this was my thought. If we kick the extra point, it's tied 42-42. We start uh, with the ball in second overtime. You got to go for two in second overtime. Um, let's say we don't score a touchdown. We kick a field goal or let's say we, we like, I did, I don't have I, at that point in that game, I had literally 0% faith in tech's defense to make a stop. Right. Um, and he didn't say it that way, but he basically said our defense was tired. Um, he also pointed out that, you know, we have a short week this week. We're going to FIU on Friday night. We got to travel all day Thursday. So that's not a lot of time to recuperate from an already brutal game where you're down five starting defense and you, you, two of your quarterbacks got hurt. Like, why extend the game if you can end it on that play, right, uh, on on a two-point sure. conversion? So he also said, I think he felt like the momentum was on our side, even though Rice just scored a touchdown in three plays. But, you know, Liddy, to that point, had not really made a bad throw. Uh, he had He had two incompletions to that point, one of which hit Trey Harris in the hands and would have been a 65 yard touchdown to walk off and win the other of which was a a deep bomb throwaway on fourth down to end the game just to end the right. regulation but uh, on the play call i mean yeah obviously I, I think i'd love to see like a slant or something rather than a, rather than a, a double fade because trey harris ran a fade on the other side of the field as well so sure um, and you just gotta i was hoping for a rollout to the right give them some room to run kind of play some backyard football make a completion. I like our chances. So it wasn't too thrilled with what was but as a far very as the, bad play call. Yeah. And I think the other factor was that, and Sonny Cumbie owned up to this too, was that the extra point team was running out onto the field after the touchdown. And he said, you know, he kind of got caught up like he himself kind of got caught up in the emotions and wasn't like ready. He knew he wanted to go for two when they scored, but he did not like, convey that to the team and he didn't have the right personnel ready. So then they have to rush the offense back on the field. Didn't have a timeout either. Yeah. No, no timeout left. All of a sudden you have, you have 10 seconds on the play clock and Liddy, you know, doesn't have time to settle in. You really don't have time to call another play. Um, So you just go back to that. Well, again, and and that's Liddy's only bad throw of the game. He he threw it out of the back of the end zone. Also want to mention that we haven't even talked about the fact really that the play in overtime to put us within distance of tying it to go to the second overtime was a four was a fourth down fourth down play. Oh my god! Fourth down touchdown pass from Liddy <laughs> to Harris. Was that Harris again? It was Harris. That's right. It was Trey Harris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in double fucking coverage again, a perfect I, pass. I or, mean, these these aren't Landry double coverage. Fucking Liddy is yeah. a dog, dude. Yeah, he, he really, is a he really is. Dog. He is, and. These passes aren't like 50-50 balls or, or like, oh, my God, he's throwing it in traffic just to see if his receiver can make a play. They are calculated precision passes that are hitting our receivers in the perfect spot at the perfect time. Yeah. So we kind of glossed over that, the fact that it was a fourth down play yeah, just shit. to I mean, get us in a position to tie it or win it. Yeah. So, so even that play, I mean, that's fourth and two. The game's over if you don't complete – if you don't right. execute the play two, call – and the play calls a, a touchdown pass, right? Like you're going right. all or nothing there. Sam, it was fourth and two. The game's on the line. He doesn't go for the sticks. He went for the whole thing and got it. All right. Player of the game, Matt. You going Liddy Landry or you, Liddy. you gonna go somewhere else? Landry Liddy. Okay. Uh fair absolutely fair enough. 
I mean, I'd have to give a shot. I mean, if I wasn't, if I was going to pick someone who played the whole game, it would be Trey. Yeah. Uh, Trey that, Harris. That's, I'm going to uh, go with Trey Harris. He did have the drop that I've mentioned like five times, but um, somebody well, I wanna, pointed out that well, maybe a defender tipped that ball or something. I'm not sure, but uh, eight catches, 92 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, great game from Trey for sure. Oh yeah. All right. So final thoughts, Matt, did tech go and did tech die? Tech did go, but they died. Ooh. I mean, you don't you don't get to overtime and you know claw your way back into this, and so yeah, I'm I'm not gonna say that they didn't go, they did go, but they did. I mean, they did die. They lost. See, I I feel kind of. I mean, you score 41 points. That's a lot of points to not go. So I don't know that I. I think without McNeil and without Liddy, Tech's offense did not do enough to overcome. Right. So that's kind of the, yeah. the story of this game. Tech's offense could not stay in the ball game with Matthew Downing at the helm. And, you know, the defense was not going to win this game for you. Um, We needed to score 43 points to win. We did not, we could not get there, but I think what happened at that end of the game gave tech life. So I don't think tech died. I think, I think we were on life support and then Landry Liddy comes in and just electrifies the crowd that had stayed the crowd watching from home for sure. Um, And so I think moving forward, you know, there's a lot to be excited about from this game. So I'm going to say tech sputtered, you know, they, they went a little bit, but not, not enough. (laughs) How many qualifiers can I put on that? Um, And, and survived slash was reborn potentially. Well, that's, uh, that's definitely a first I've heard on the, on the podcast, but yeah, anytime they lose, they're going to, I'm going to put it down as a die in my book, but uh, they definitely did go. And that is good. I, I, I'm excited to see what'll happen once Landry gets regular playing time, especially if we were going to see more of what we saw on Saturday. Right. For sure. And we will talk about that. Um, we're going to record our preview tomorrow with Nathan. Um, so we'll discuss who we think the starting quarterback will be on that episode, but I guess that'll wrap it up for this episode of the go tech. Please don't die uh, podcast. I'm not going to remember all the things Nathan normally says, but, uh, Remember to uh, follow Nathan, us. Nathan, just, on... just, just dub yeah, this Nathan, part. Yeah, Nathan, you can do you're, it you're if you gonna... want, but I'm going to try. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Uh, you can check out our blog, gtpdd.dog, um, for some stuff. Uh, we also have fun stuff like our contest and our fantasy football, uh, Conference USA Fantasy. You can find those over at the blog um, or you can go to gtpdd.dog slash contest or slash fantasy to play those. We also have a store and a certain football player just purchased one of those shirts of the month, uh, which is now available in sweater form um, for the the fall slash winter here. So if you want to be like a certain uh, starting member of the Bulldog football team uh, with one of those shirts of the month, it's a really cool... Uh, throwback 1972 national champs shirt that Nathan made. So uh, check that out at gtpdd ah, gtpdd.dog slash shop. And until next time, I am Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying i'm matt i'm evan and on today's 
That was that was uh, nice right off the cuff, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard him say it a lot. 